Excellent. So again, welcome everyone to the Remote Freelance Writing Careers event with Static Media. We are very excited to have our guests here today to share more about their company and the writing trial and everything about Static Media. So as far as the event itself, you can click the, the links there if you want to check out Static Media's website if you haven't already. If you haven't checked in by navigating directly through Handshake, you can scan that QR code that is visible on the screen as well. Before we get started, we do would want you to know that your experience here at Southern New Hampshire University is important to us. It's our policy and practice to create an inclusive and accessible learning environment. If there are aspects of this presentation design or delivery that present barriers to accessibility, please notify the following contacts. Online students, please reach the Online Accessibility Center by emailing oac at snhu.edu or call 866-305-9430. Campus students, if you're in attendance as well, the Campus Accessibility Center can be reached by emailing cac at snhu.edu or phone number 603-644-3118. And finally, SNHU staff and faculty can reach the Human Resources Office by emailing hr at snhu.edu. Thank you very much. And I just wanted to introduce myself real quick. I'm Dana McGrath, an employer relations partner that supports the career services team. And we collaborate with employers that are looking to hire SNHU talent. So we're very excited to bring this virtual session to you today. And there are many ways to connect with the Career Services Office by email at cocecareer at snhu.edu, phone at 888-672-1458. We encourage you to find other events such as this, as well as jobs and internships for SNHU talent and employers seeking to hire at Handshake. And of course, connecting in your network, either the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, or our internal little social network, SNHU Connect. And without further ado, I would like to introduce, of course, our main presenters and uh, guests for tonight. We have Ms. Megan Scott, who's the Senior Hiring Manager with Static Media and also Lisa Milden, who is the Editorial Development Manager and an SNHU alumna. We are so happy to meet you ladies tonight. Of course, not, not my first time meeting you, but happy to have you here. And I'd love to have you introduce yourselves and, and share with us your, your knowledge and let us know all about your company. Thanks, Dana. We are so glad to be here. Thank you everyone for coming tonight. We're really excited to share with you um, a little bit more about Static Media and talk about um, sort of our process for hiring and hopefully give you all some tips that can help um, give you an advantage to, to find and get an opportunity that you love, whether it's here with us or somewhere else. Um, so as Dana said, I'm the senior hiring manager here at Static. I um, have been with Static since 2020 and uh, started here as a freelance writer. Um, that was my entry to the company. So um, that kind of progressed into different aspects of hiring. And now I'm leading our, our wonderful hiring team of um, 18 folks um, that work every day to hire really um, strong and talented editors and writers. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'll start with giving some background on static media. Um, we have, uh, we got our start in 2015 with our very first website, which is called looper.com and it's a movie and TV website. Um, but today we own and operate 15 sites that all focus on pop culture, um, meaning like movie and TVs, uh, video games, uh, celebrity news, health and wellness, food, fitness, travel, kind of everything that uh, could fall under, you know, that pop culture and just general entertainment umbrella, we have a, a hand in. So um, in the past uh, two years, we've seen a lot of growth. We've launched nine of our brands within the, the past two years. And there are more on the way this year and the year after that. So we're kind of in this great big period of growth, which um, means that we need to hire a lot 
a, a good writer, writers and editors all the time. So that's what we're working on. Um, the culture here at Static is um, something we're really proud of. Everybody here cares really deeply about quality and accuracy um, and the value of the content that we're sharing with the world. Um, we, of course, always want what you read on our websites to be fun and entertaining, but we know that we have this big responsibility responsibility to make sure that it's accurate as well and true. Um, so you'll hear us, um, Lisa, especially talk today about the importance of accurately sourcing information when you are writing for a site or a company like ours or anywhere else. Um, that's something that is of top importance for us that we put a lot of focus on. Um, also, uh, you know, speaking about the culture, despite us being almost entirely remote, um, we are a very close-knit group. Um, I think Static does a really good job of um, fostering teamwork and that sort of um, attitude about things. And our editors work really closely with our writers um, to make sure that they you know, are getting the right coaching on all the nuances of our brands and um, understanding expectations, understanding our editorial guidelines. Um, and while we do have really high standards for content, we we also have really good systems in place to help writers um, get where they need to be. If they don't start out at that point, that's okay. We have good you know, things in place to, to get everybody there um, and to help learn and adapt to our guidelines. So um, as I mentioned, we are you know adding new sites to our, our portfolio all the time and we're just always working on hiring writers and editors and, um, you know, expanding our existing brands. So as we're doing that, um, diversity and inclusion is a really important priority for us in hiring. We accept applications and recruit from all around the world. Um, you know, location does not matter. Our jobs are totally remote. So there's uh, no, you know, restrictions there. And we, it, we, you know, our main priority when we're looking at our potential recruits or our, or our applicants is that we are looking at every applicant um, and evaluating their writing skills first and foremost above everything else. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about um, how that comes into play when, like, if you're, you know, applying to, to come work for us or, or anywhere. Um, I also want to mention that our writing roles at Static um, do not have, like, a set start and a set end date to them. When you come and join our team, we're genuinely hoping that this is a long-term relationship that is going to last, you know, as long as we're happy and you're happy. Um, we have a lot of writers that have been with us for five plus years. So this is not like a, a freelance gig that's going to um, dry up at some point. We have plenty of work to do. There is fresh content hitting our boards every day. There's never a lack of stuff to do here. So it's a very consistent and reliable environment in that way, which I think is really important um, when we're talking about freelance work, because it's not always, you don't always find that. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to get into, I want to talk about our application process a little bit and offer some tips that can potentially maybe give you all an advantage over, over um, other applicants. And I'll go through this and then Lisa's going to talk about um, our trial process, which she is responsible for every day <laughs> here. So and then she has some really good writing tips for you all, too. But um, we'll start with applications. So we post all of our jobs on Handshake, um, Media Bistro and Indeed. And when you apply, we ask you to submit three things, which are your cover letter, a resume and um, samples of your work. And talking about those three things with your cover letter. We highly encourage you to make sure that you are not sending something generic and that you um, write a dedicated cover letter for any role that you're applying for. Um, it's really important to use that moment to kind of talk about why you think you're a good fit for this role and, and why you're interested in it to begin with. And from my own personal experience, so in my cover letter, when I got hired at Static Media, I talked about um, Buffalo Wild Wings. And I talked about a dream that I had about pasta because I was applying for a food brand, <laughs> one of our food brands. So I, to this day, am sure that that is what got me in the door because my experience was like not great. And I'll talk about that in a minute too. But just trust me when I say that a strong, well-written cover letter that tells us a little bit about who you are can seal the deal for you. And I don't think that's just here. I think that's everywhere. Um, Lisa, Tell me what you were saying earlier about what you tell writers about being excited. 
Well, you know, really what I always tell writers is that, you know, write a letter that you would be excited about to read about. Because if it sounds stilted or everything, you know, would you want to read it? So to me, it's like when I'm reading cover letters and I, you know, I can see a person's personality. I can see how excited they are about the role. I immediately want to start looking at their stamp because I'm thinking this person really wants to write for us. So to me, if they just show their passion, to me, that's, you know, that's half, that's half the battle, truly. Yeah. And so kind of on along those lines with your resume, it probably in a lot of cases can matter less than you might think um, as far as like if you've had a job in this industry yet or not. That's kind of OK, you know, if your experience is limited, um, because, again, like we're looking at your writing skills first and foremost, and we're looking at your cover letter and what you have to say about yourself. Um, those are the most interesting things. So you know, don't worry so much about your resume, make it clean and, you know, nice and everything, but the writing samples matter, the cover letter matters. So come to talking about the writing samples, we ask for three professional relevant samples. That's what it says in our job description, but it's really not a deal breaker if they're not published or not totally relevant to the site that you're applying for. Like for me, I was applying to a food brand. I happen to have food samples, but we get writing samples all the time for our brands that don't really pertain to the content that we share on that website. And that's okay because the writing itself, it could be about socks. You know, if you can really make us interested in socks, we're probably going to talk to you. <laughs> so um, that was the other thing I wanted to mention about my own personal experience was that, um, well, let me back up. That I also want to point out that if you don't have professional writing samples, that's not a deal breaker either. If you don't have anything published, that's okay. Um, we would encourage you to, you know, you can consider writing something just for your use when you're applying for jobs. Um, that's okay. You know, people send us Word docs and Google docs all the time. Um, that's all right if that's what you have to do. And uh, also, if you have a blog, send that, you know, share that with us. And that was my experience. When I applied here, I had my own food blog, which wasn't that great. And then I had a few articles that I had written for my local paper, which um, I used as my writing samples. And that the job at the local paper, no one asked me to write for them. I went to them and said, hey, I like writing about food. Do you need anyone to do that? And they paid me $65 an article to do it. And I, I it ended up getting me this job. So we just encourage you to, to look for those little opportunities and those little tiny experiences can really add up to something that can get you your big goal in the end. Um, so that's that. Um, just, you know, don't stress if you don't have published uh, writing samples. Don't Definitely don't not apply just if you don't have those samples. Um, so, uh, okay. The, I wanted to touch on a few things that would make us deny an application kind of like right off the bat. Um, the first is not having any writing samples at all. So again, just create something if you don't have something published or just seek out little ways to to get you know something that, that you can send. Um, we just can't move forward to the next step if we don't have a way to evaluate your skills. Um, so no writing samples will kind of be a disqualifier right off the bat. Uh, also spelling and grammatical errors, including in your cover letter or on your resume, that's hard to get over. So just really make sure you're proofreading everything that you send in. Um, and then when, it, when we do read your samples, um, something that would be a disqualifier in most cases is um, just flat writing with no personality. Like Lisa said, if it's not exciting to you, it's not going to be exciting to anybody else. So try to put yourself and don't, you know, like maybe you have to let go of some shyness, but put yourself in your work. Um, it really does stand out. And it's what I know we look for and what I think a lot of companies look for is a unique voice that's going to bring something fresh to their um, content. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll say that is a definite disqualifier is if we can ever identify um, plagiarized material in your samples. That's just a no-go. Um, and Lisa will talk about some plagiarism and spinning tips um, in a little bit too. So anyway, that's our, our sort of application process and how we evaluate those. Um, and in our, you know, sort of like step-by-step -step process of hiring, 
once your application is selected with us, our next step then is to contact you with email. We do a phone call with everybody just to kind of like, you know, talk to the real person and let you talk to us and ask questions. And we talk about a typical day here at Static and then uh, we walk you through what the next steps look like from there, which are our trial. Um, and that's what Lisa's going to talk about. Um, there's some things in between there where we do like some onboarding paperwork and we give you access to our static wiki site that Lisa will, will talk about. And that's where you find our style guide um, that helps prep you for the trial. So I'm going to pass it to Lisa now uh, and she'll talk about that. Hey. Um, well, I'm Lisa Milden, um, Go Penman. I'm uh, an uh, SNHU alum um, from 2018 and uh, proud to share static media. Uh, I'm an editorial development manager or an EDM or no. But anyway, um, that's what we jokingly call ourselves. But what I am is essentially I'm a hiring editor. Um, I do perform trials, writing trials um, for various brands. And um, really, I know trial sounds like a, a really um, kind of scary um, term. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it's really not that bad. Um, let me. OK, sorry, I had a screen pop up, but it's really it's not as bad as it sounds. Essentially a trial, you know, once you pass the process that um, uh, Megan was talking about, what I'll do is I'll look at your application, um, you know, recommend uh, that we get you set up for a trial. Um, once all the fancy paperwork and everything is, is done with HR and everything, they let me know. Um, they do share this great little static wiki. I say little. It has lots of great info. Um, but once we, um, you know, get that, they'll send you a link to that. And if you want, I'll show you quick. I'm going to try to screen share and show you what it looks like. I have so many windows, you can tell I am hardcore geek here. Um, let's see if that's going to pop up. Okay, I'm going to have to close some windows here. Let's see if that works. Um, okay, static wiki. There we go. Okay, and can you guys see that okay? Yes. Great, great. Um, so essentially, our HR will uh, give a link and give access to our static wiki, which it's pretty much everything you really need to know to really pass the trial and then some. Um, it has, uh, you know, all kinds of information like our style guide, um, tips and tricks about maneuvering through the, um, you know, through our submission platform. And, um, you know, we, we do provide a lot of screenshots, which, you know, we realize everyone has their own way of learning and understanding things. But the beautiful thing is, is we do have a nice handy search because there is a lot of information here, but, you know, we want to make sure that you all have, um, you know, plenty of tools to, to work with. Are you still seeing it? Okay, great. Um, and you see, this is just kind of like a brief page that you can see just some of the things that we cover, but we try to make sure that we provide you with all the tools for success. Um, and, and speaking of our style guide, we do follow the AP style for the most part. Um, anything that may be different, we will make a note here in, of course, our wiki. So um, I'm gonna stop, well, I guess I could, Stop sharing for a moment and go into the meat and potatoes of the. OK, so in the trial, um, what we do, most trials, um, we do actually interact in Slack unless it's a features trial, which that's since it's a seven day trial, we interact mostly through email unless someone you know, would like to interact through Slack. Um, but in Slack, if you're not familiar with, it's very much like Teams. It's a collaboration tool. Um, but what we like is about is you have that instant access to me so we can get the trial going. If you have questions, problems, technical problems, anything of that sort, you can immediately um, message me and we can work through it together. Um, and what I'll do is I greet the I'll greet the writer. Um, I present with them some topics that are available at that current time, depending on whichever brand they're they're um, writing for, and uh, allow the writer to pick that. Once they select that, then what I give I give them what's called jumping off points. Essentially, if there's any 
anything in particular based on SEO or our content management team have some specific focus or maybe some research to get them started? Because um, we don't want to leave you blind. <laughs> we want you to have a good, you know, good chance of figuring out where we would like you to take the article. Um, and once uh, I present those, um, the writers, you know, free to ask questions, but they can begin right uh, in with uh, their their trial. Um, I always suggest putting it in something like Google Docs because, hey, we know technology is never perfect. Um, and then they just, uh, you know, paste it into the submission portal. Um, what I'll do, um, I guess I could have just left this open, but I'll share so you can just have a quick peek. It's it's nothing really exciting, but I like to share it because, you know, as Dana mentioned, I am a bit of a techie. Um, I, I, I enjoy all showing all this um, geeky stuff um, and so essentially this is kind of what a writer will see when they first get into the submission portal um, since I don't have any brands that I write for I don't have anything here to show you as of like you know selecting the template but our wiki as you'll see you can kind of get a, a, a good idea and I'll see if I can make that a little bigger if you guys can see that better um, so you can kind of see how the structure is um, for entering your information into the our submission portal. We like to call them slides, but think of it as um, speaking points. If you're ever writing a speech, you know, uh, like news trials are three slides. So like you think intro, body, conclusion, or, you know, intro point one and point two. Um, we have hourly features, which is consists of two four-hour days. Um, same same format as as this, and then we have, of course, like I said, the features a per word features trial, which is a seven day trial. Um, same kind of templates, but obviously much longer. You have to, it involves pitching. Um, you know, I look at their pitches, and we basically work together with the writer to make sure that they get uh, get their story on the right track. Um, but essentially, everyone will use a very similar looking template. The color will vary, of course depending on the style, but they'll enter these things into these slides, you know, copying, pasting from Google Docs or whatever word processor you like to use. Um, and uh, if I had mentioned before, if I'm going to assume that a lot of you may be familiar with WordPress, essentially our platform is a very highly tweaked um, WordPress platform, very customized. We have an amazing tech who she has done wonders with this site, um, but it's essentially a similar type of you know formatting and things. So it, you won't be completely blind if you've used WordPress before. Um, but you can kind of see like the header here, like when I'm talking about things that we look at when we're doing a trial. Um, but here's more let me see if this is can you guys i hope you guys can see this okay but this is essentially kind of a, a snapshot view of a slide so a writer will copy and paste or if they want write directly into the into the slide um, their story and for each um, slide you know you just create a new one of these little i don't know if you can quite see it up here um, basically where you can maneuver the different slides but essentially a person will put in their their um, story. Um, it, like I said, this part is very much like WordPress, you know, because you have your basic formatting and things. So it's no big surprise if you're familiar with any kind of online writing. Um, and then once you're done, you know, the, the writer will submit it, uh, click the submission or submit article, and then they let me know. And I'm going to um, stop sharing because that's the last of the boring screens. <laughs> um, but anyway, so once they submit, then I do what I call like a brief overview of the article. If there's some really glaring stuff that I, I want to, um, you know, talk with the, the writer about, because I want to give them as good a chance as they can um, to pass. So we look at, you know, basic things. Um, you know, some of the things I look at, obviously, word count. Um, like, for instance, our news articles are between 450 and 750 words, essentially 150 to 250 words per slide. Um, so I'll, that's one of the quickest things for me to look at is make sure that they've met the word count because that's always crucial uh, whether you're taking a trial or you're writing for us. Um, you know, other things is like making sure that they they do have sources and they are hyperlinked properly. Um, 
And uh, we also use what's called SEO links, which is essentially backlinks to our site. So if someone say like they're writing um, a trial for mashed and they're talking about mashed potatoes, uh, maybe they want to link to, you know, the history of the spud. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily an article, but, you know, that'd be something as an SEO link. So I, I like to um, check to see that we have at least, you know, a couple of those in in the article and just some, you know, some really basic things that to me are really stand out um, during, um, you know, just a brief review of the trial. Now, the more of the, what I call the meat and potatoes editing happens afterwards, but um, I look at that brief um you know, briefly at the trial, um, if everything looks fine uh, or if there's minor revisions, we get that taken care of, send the writer on their way. And usually I try to do the deep dive editing in a day, couple of days time because I've been there. I hate waiting on results. There's nothing worse than biting your nails going, did I pass? Um, so I try to do a pretty quick turnaround. Um and, you know, basically I, you know, notify them via email, you know, if it's a pass or a fail. Um, I do like to give people some feedback because there's nothing worse than going, well, what did I do wrong? Um, so we do provide, you know, some basic feedback. Um, but that's kind of really in the basics, a very high level view of a trial. Um, now, some things that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, might cause you not to to pass, uh, which is not the fun part, but because, you know, everyone loves winning, um, including me. Um, you know, some of the obvious basics, grammar, style, stuff like that. If you don't really f adhere to our style guide, because we do try to give you plenty of time to read the style guide. I know it's overwhelming, um, which is why I love the search feature. Um, but, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, you adhere to that. Um, you know, some of the obvious things, you know, really like, um, to me, a very obvious one, you didn't really address the topic properly. So like, say like it is seven ways to cook steak and um, you you list five and a couple of them are chicken. Uh, not really the right way to address the topic. It's like, okay, nice try on the five, but, you know, maybe yeah, we'll get back. Anyway, so you want to make sure that you're, you properly address the topic. Um, so just think of it the way I look at it whenever I talk to writers is like it's a talking point. You know, you're talking with your friends. You know, you want to tell them all about this great thing. I mean, and think of it in that way. You want to make that engaging. And that's really another part of the why a, an article may not pass is if it's really stilted or it, it just doesn't engage people. If it's um, I don't want to say boring, but uninteresting. You know, that's why I say cover letters. If it excites me, it's I know it's going to, you know, their writing's going to incite, you know, excite our readers too. So think of it that way. Um, you know, there's uh, some other technical things like, you know, if, if a person really had a lot of problems using our content system, like, I mean, like severely, believe me, because being a techie, I've spent extra time with people because I get it. Tech's not for everybody. Um, but, you know, if it's just, you know, if it just can't do it, you can't do it. That's something we consider. Thankfully, that doesn't happen much. Um, there's image issues, um, you know, obviously the under the word counts, a biggie. But I usually will get people to fix that before they leave because I want to give, you know, writers, like I said, a good chance. Um and um, really, probably the biggest things um, ob for obvious reasons is spinning or plagiarism. And plagiarism, we all understand and know what that is. Now, spinning may be a, more of a vague topic, but what I like to think of it is, is um, you, you're paraphrasing the, your source, but it's so much, it's more like you're rewording the same thing they said essentially it's uh, i liken it to a high school book report you're just rewording what someone said and it's not really your words but it's someone it's kind of sort of but it, it's not really your words um so we always recommend like uh, what to me what i find is a great way of sourcing is someone you know kind of like summarizes in their own words or puts it in their own language what what a source said you know, rather saying so-and-so said, quote, 
uh, which is another thing that we, you know, kind of frown on is too much quoting. I mean, we love quotes, but, you know, when it gets to the point where it's more quote than your own original writing, well, that's an obvious thing that, you know, would probably not be a pass. Um, but uh, in micro quoting, which I'm not sure if, any, if anyone are real familiar with that, but, you know, like you might start out with, oh, someone said, said, oh, blah, blah, quote. And he said this, quote, and oh, yeah, by the way, he was talking about this and put a little another segment of his quote. So if it's like, um, again, it's using too much of their words versus your words. And and that's what I like to think of writing really is it's your words, your words. Um, so we we love that, you know, make it more your your voice. Of course, you have to have reliable sources, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, but that's a really rapid peek into the the trial process um you know once once um you know we uh send out you know an email and let people know hey congratulations or try again because we do encourage people you know um if it's not quite you know you didn't quite make it you know hey come back in six months and try again and we have tons of brands so if you don't find you know, maybe food's not your thing. Maybe you're really, you really love technology or, hey, you're a gamer and you love, you know, write, writing games. We've got, you know, so many different topics that maybe that you would really shine in. So, you know, I always like to say, try, you know, try back in six months. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in giving people second chances. So um, anyway, so that's the trial. Um, I know it really fast and I'm sure we'll We'll uh, turn around on the questions in a minute, but I do want to kind of share a few little writing tips that, you know, I've experienced myself in um, since I graduated. Um, you know, I've mentioned about sourcing and, you know, good sources or original sources. Um, I'll give a really <laughs> bad example. Um, you don't want to go to your neighbor's blog if you're wanting to look up mental health. So, like, you know... Jenny writes this great thing about cat mental health, and I'm going to use that for my, you know, how to fight depression. Well, is she really an expert or is she just, you know, someone who loves to talk about cat health? Not a good source, obviously. Might be fun to talk about, not a reliable source. Um, you know, truly, like, if you do find what you think is a really credible source, always what I say is look in the article and see if they're quoting someone. So like, say like this one, who's great, you know, um, talking about food, but maybe they're, you know, they're actually quoting, um, you know, Emeril Lagasse. We'll go to his site and see if he's, he's the one who actually made the quote or the tip or whatever, and find that original source. Because most of the time with a little bit of basic sleuth, you know, sleuth work, you can find truly the best source for your for your article um it, it's not really all that difficult it just takes a little extra digging and i'm you know i'm a bit of a research nut so to me it's fun so i i'm a glutton for punishment but you know really that's really that's the key to source it's just paying attention when you're reading a source you know and you see oh hey he mentioned this person let's go in there and see so um yeah well hey brenda you're you're one of my people uh, i love to research <laughs> so um but anyway that's that's really to me the key to finding a good source is just you know paying close attention when you're reading what you think is a great source there may be even better stuff hidden um and of course everyone i'm sure is familiar with um there's a lot of tools out there just to help paul add polish to whether it's your cover letter you know or your writing samples um you know i know everyone knows grammarly thankfully they have a free service um pro writing aid which is one i don't think is quite as known but if you're like a word nerd like me You'll love pro writing because it'll really go a deep dive into the language even. So, yeah, as you know, I love it because I'm a word nerd. Um, and they do have a free plan, too. Um, but, yeah, they're both really a couple of great ones. And there's another free one for some light, you know, light editing, help you proof, is uh, the Hemingway Editor. Um, it's uh, HemingwayApp.com, I believe. Um, those are some great tools, um, you know, and I – to me, you cannot proofread enough, um, you know, and to me, one of the things when I'm even editing for work or for home, I mean, I'll edit it, 
and then I'll put it away and I'll come back with fresh eyes and look at it again. I mean, those are, you know, because you maybe keep reading it over and over and think, oh, I don't see anything wrong. Well, fresh eyes. I can't I can't stress that enough because, I mean, you'd be surprised how much you um, miss. And um, the last thing which. Um, really understand or, or have at least a good grasp of the AP style guide. Um, most online um, news, inf you know, information, edutainment sites follow the AP style guide. We're pretty close to following everything with AP. We and we make note of anything that that's different. Um, it, you can buy physical books, which is great, but I'm kind of green. Again, here's another nerdy part. be frozen there. But while we wait for for Lisa to jump in, Megan, we have a couple of questions that sure. came through regarding the the writing samples that we talked about. So let's go ahead and jump in. Um, Clinton asks, would it be appropriate to submit student papers as writing samples or well, academic writing? That's a good question. And I hate to say it, but we we struggle with that um and i think it comes down to not really being able to see it they don't translate very well to the kind of content that you would be writing here so it's really difficult to evaluate that and and know that okay this person is also going to be able to write with a lot of style and uh you know wit and humor and like have a good time it's just it's hard to see that so if you can help it i would try to not submit um that sort of sample. Okay, perfect. And let's see, as far as kind of the platforms that you're mentioning, one student mentioned, would Amazon's Vela be allowed for writing samples since the first three installments are free to access? And John Willard, if you have any other context on that, or Megan, if you're aware of, of Amazon's Vela. Sorry to say I'm not. No, I'd love to hear more about it if John's available. John, did you want to jump on and give us some more context? All good. So if, whenever, if you want to jump on a little bit later, that's totally fine. Perfect. So let's see here. Oh, thanks, John. He said it's serial writing on Amazon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, that would be totally acceptable. Perfect. All right, and we had Vic ask a question. Does a blog need to be specific to the topic of the magazine? They have a follow my journey to be published blog at their own domain. Um, no, no, it doesn't does not really have to match the, the brand that you're applying for. It always helps. But again, like what we are really reading for and looking for is um, just to see your your voice. And many times we have move people forward just because we could tell this person has something to say and we love the way they say it. it doesn't matter if it is about the lifestyle you know topics that are covered on the site they're applying for or the tech topics or whatever it doesn't doesn't matter okay perfect and then some some great questions for the hr professional of course if someone's hired on as a writer can they become an editor later Yes, they can. That's a really, really <laughs> common path for uh, for growth here. It happens all the time and we we love it because it's you know always better and easier and smoother um, when you can promote from within. So yeah, that's a really common thing to happen. Perfect. And let's see a couple of questions regarding the hours. So I'll, I'll kind of make this a two parter here. Oh, Lisa, if you're, you're back, feel free to jump in unless you're if your camera's still uh, pausing there, but Let's ask this question here, kind of a two-parter between um, Catherine and Ebony's questions. If it's a remote work style, are there set hours for all positions or just due dates? And what are the turnaround deadlines? Um, okay, so that, uh, we have two different options for that. And um, it, sometimes, like you'll see in our job descriptions, we either advertise for a news job or a features job. and the thing that separates those two is um, for, for you, 
you know, when you're thinking about which one you might go for, you would want to consider your interest and, and availability. So news is going to be shorter stories, usually like three to 900 words, usually have a one or two or three hour turnaround time. News writers for us work on an hourly basis and they need to commit to a set schedule, but the writer can choose the schedule and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to stay within like nine to five or line up with Eastern time or anything like that. We have people working all hours of the day people, you know, we have many international writers, so you can work in the middle of the night if you want to, but we need a consistent schedule. Um, and you're paid hourly for that role. And then for features, these articles are usually between 2,600 and 3,000 words. Usually they have a one week turnaround time. And that's what Lisa was talking about. Those trials are those seven day trials because that kind of mirrors what it's like in real life. Um, so like the question was worded, those are more like deadline based. There is no schedule on the features team. Um, and you'll see that in the job description. It kind of says that you work independently. Doesn't matter. You don't need to let us know when you're working. Just meet this minimum of one article per week um, and get it in with that one week time frame, and you're good. And those writers are paid per word. It's not an hourly role. You're paid per word. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that that difference between the news writer and the, the feature style writer. And um, I know with the next question, this might be a question for for Lisa coming from from Brenda. You know, we were talking about that feedback that you give to to your interviewees doing the trials. So when you give them feedback, do they do they get another chance? What does that look like as far as the follow up if they're not successful that first time? Well, um, what <clears throat> what we encourage, um, actually, we allow them to retest in six months. Um, that's, you know, basically just for fairness sake for everyone, but um, usually whenever I give them feedback, you know, um, I really reflect a lot on the things that, like I said, that I first look at. And, you know, I have kind of a list of things that I like to present people with. So say like, um, well, honestly, I had a writer who had great difficulty with the technology. So I actually, because I'm a nerd, um, I actually pointed her in the direction of some you know, some information on how to get around in WordPress. Um, she was an amazing writer, but just just gave up because the technology was just beyond her. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if all of us do that, but I'm that way because I just like to teach people. Um, but, you know, I do like to go over like, you know, hey, you know, think about your sources, um, you know, consider what you would, you know, like this topic. Is that really a good source? What would you consider like, you know, Aunt Betty? Is she really the best source for talking about mashed potatoes or is she better source to talk about um, how to program or something? Um, so I, I do try to give them you know, as much feedback as I can and just kind of give them some guidance like, hey, check this side out or check this out, you know, um, to kind of guide them. But yeah, every six months they're eligible. And, and that's with any brand. So if they say they test with Mashed and then they want to come back six months from now and want to, you know, want to test for grunge, um, you know, they're more than welcome to. They do have to be, um, they have to go through the whole thing again. So they have to be. True, true. Again. But yes. yes, they are. They're definitely eligible. Yes. Try again. Okay. Thanks Excellent. for that. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So I've asked. I've asked quite a few questions. I know a bunch of questions are coming through the the chat, and I was trying to ask those. But if any students want to come on camera and you know ask directly, I'd love to have you interact with Lisa and Megan as well. If anyone wants to raise their hand or jump right in, Jason, go ahead. Hello, how are you? Um, I actually had a couple of questions. Uh, one was about the writing samples. Was there a minimum or a maximum for the writing samples? And then two, what is some basic tech brush up on for like, what do you like? What are some basic ones to maybe? Because I'll probably need to brush up a little bit on some of my tech. So. Um, well, really, it's three samples. Um, you know that gives us at least a good balance of, you know, get a feel for your voice, writing voice. If you want to submit more, great. Or if you want to submit an additional portfolio link, but we do like to have three samples. Um, Tech-wise, um, to me, it's like if you 
get around like what we call content management systems, CMSs. Um, WordPress, obviously, um, being the one that we use, although, like I said, ours is very highly customized, but you'll recognize some bits and pieces. Um, you know, uh, using any kind of like cloud word processing, I always mention Google Docs because it's so easy to use. It's free. We love free. Um, and it really, the, here comes a nerdy fact, it plays nicely with WordPress. Um, I won't go into all the tech reasons, but I just know for a fact that it does really does a nice copy and paste. Um, sure. You know, um, familiarity with like basic terms like cropping an image, um, you know, which we do have some built in tools. And thankfully, our wiki does cover a lot of how to maneuver through that. Um, you know, just understanding some basic terms like hyperlink, you know, or or a <laughs> URL, um, you know, the, the text not you know, especially nowadays, most people are familiar with using, especially, hey, with any SNU, um, you know, I can vouch for myself. You know, you're you're familiar with submitting stuff through a portal. Um, it's very much like that. Um, any mm -hmm. kind of content management is really, um, you know, great to be familiar with. It's, it's not all that complicated unless you've never seen anything like it before. But WordPress is a great place to start. Sure. And I'm sorry, I think I wasn't specific. Uh, the cover, the writing samples, was there a minimum or a maximum on that? Like, do they need to be a page or two pages? Or, oh, yeah. I don't think there's a length that, that I'm aware of now, as long oh. as it's, you know, just three samples. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. Sure. Excellent. Great questions. And next I have Natalie Jameson with their, their hand raised. If you want to jump on. Oh, Natalie, did you still have a question? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, Jeff, I wanted to know how long does it take for you guys to get back with someone after reviewing their writing samples and their cover letter and saying, you know, we think this person would be a good fit? Um, so, from the time you apply um, to when we get back to you, it, I have to say it kind of varies because sometimes we have the volume of our applications really goes up and down. And sometimes we have hundreds to get through and sometimes we have like 40 or 50 to get through. So it's gonna depend on that. There just seems to be these big like waves in, in volume. But um, once we, Lisa, once we select someone, um, because we there are several steps to the process, I think the average is two to three weeks to go the, the whole thing, probably closer to two. Yeah, that that's probably pretty accurate because you know um, our recruiter will contact contact you um, just to kind of give you you know a rundown of things. So usually, um, you know, that's a day or two. Like I said, it depends on set again how many applications we have and you know really the brand because different brands have heavier workloads versus others. But yeah, that's probably a pretty accurate pretty accurate turnaround. Like I said, in the editing process, most of the editors and most of the brands that I know of, two to three days, you know, and once you've finished your trial, that's about how long it takes to to get it edited and and, and an answer to you. So, um, but yeah, we, we try not to make you suffer because <laughs> it's nothing worse than you're like, you're dying to get started and you're waiting. But so we, we try to be mindful of that. Thank you so much, Natalie, and, and for your answers to our guests. And and Vic, I have you up next for the hand raise if you'd like to jump on in. Vic, did you still have a question? All I right. Believe, so we'll, oh, sorry. I believe he's muted. Oh, okay. Let's see if we can unmute. There. there it is. Vic, if you, oh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to mess around with my sound there for a minute. I apologize. Hey, I asked this question in the chat, and uh, basically, I recently attended a, a webinar that uh, where a writing instructor indicated that um, creative writing and um, and freelance really, you know, don't really go together. So what's the difference in static media's recruitment? Um, that was bad information. I'm seeing that shaking the head. I, I, I graduated with a creative writing and English degree. So, um, you know, really, 
think of it this way, creative nonfiction. Um, because no matter what kind of story you're telling, you want it to be engaging. So, you know, you have to be creative in, in order to tell a good story. Um, I'm not saying just blatantly lie about stuff, but yeah, I mean, you know, nonfiction writing has to be creative in order to really gain that readership. So I will politely and humbly disagree with that because I think it goes hand in hand. That was kind of my take on it, but but thank you. So I'm kind of taking some uh, marketing classes right now. Like three months from now, are you guys still hiring? We're hiring all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Right, thank, you. thank you for your time. Sure. Wonderful. I love to hear it. We love, you know, hiring all the time. That's the best kind of hiring, right? <laughs> and next, I'm sorry if I pronounce it. I think it's, is it Siobhan Flynn? <clears throat> Yes, sorry. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Go ahead. I just had a question about um, the SEO. Is there a threshold per article that you guys prefer or anything like that? Are you talking about like actual SEO backlinking? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, really, um, so like for a news article, this is kind of our averages. Um, a news article, since they're so short, we're, we're, two to three links, you know, really, because that's that we don't want to stuff it full of links as, to me and I know to static media as a whole. It's distracting. We want to provide some information, you know, from our site. But, you know, that that's a little um, that's about the max now, like feature uh, and that would include hourly features as well. Um, five to seven links is probably the sweet spot. I mean, if there are more, you know, we just don't want to overstuff them. You know, we we want to generate people looking at our site, but you know, obviously, you want it to be quality writing, and you don't want to be distracting with so many links that you can barely read the thing. But that's our that's our average target. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Sure. I love the 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 creative minds and all the the verbiage that I've never I heard love of it. before. <laughs> the backlinking. <laughs> and Ebony, I have your hand raised next. Ebony Withers. Hello. Um. So my question was uh, geared towards um editing um for is it editing for both uh, the news and the features or is it just like a overall editing um you guys uh hire on for those or is this very specific our editor listings are usually a general listing sometimes if we really need to fill a, a spot on one team or the other we'll we'll advertise specifically for that but generally we hire editors and then when you come on um you're tr you're trained to kind of do one or the other, but our editors honestly usually end up crossing over to different brands and different teams, either news or features all the time. As you get more experienced, it becomes kind of, if you can do one, you can do the other, if that makes sense. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Carrie Webster, have you your question next? Sorry, um, I, I, uh, Siobhan kind of asked my question, but I, I also wanted to ask how how heavy are you on the SEO? Um, is there a lot of alt text for the picture pictures and different links, different kinds of links and headers and? I'll, I'll go ahead, I guess, <laughs> since that's kind of my thing. Um, well, really with, you know, like I said, mentioned about the SEO links, we, we want to have a healthy amount. Now, when it comes to like alt text and stuff like that, um, the way our, like our format works, sorry, my puppy's being a little bit <laughs> attentive here. He's wanting my attention. Um, the alt text, you know, we, we try to be mindful of as, describing the actual image we don't try to stuff it with keywords um, that are related to this to the site we obviously we want to pay more attention to that value being something to help describe uh, the image for those who you know, may have vision issues um, so we don't typically tend to do any kind of stuffing in that now slide titles um, we want to be mindful of the actual topic um, you know I, I don't want to purposefully 
um, as I like to say again with keyword stuffing of the of the titles because you, you want it to flow naturally, but you do want to be mindful. Why I say is you want to hint at what the topic's about, but you don't want to stuff it so that it's awkward. If we want a natural flow because we don't want to turn people off from um, reading in the stories, obviously. Um, I hope that kind of answered things. But that's essentially, we want it to be natural. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. And the last hand raise I have here is Rochelle, if you want to jump on in. I um I don't know if you can hear me. <clears throat> I just had a question on I'm um, a nonfiction creative writing BA and I have not dealt with SEO at all and I've only been using MLA to get through school. So what do I do? Like I you guys are all talking about all this stuff and I'm going, oh, that I can't do this job because I don't we've never gone over it. I haven't learned it. I'm 51. This is a brand new career for me. I've been in graphic design all my life. So I kind of know, but I didn't do, I did the art and some copywriting. So now I'm switching over to doing all of the creative writing and copywriting and nonfiction. And we have not gone over any of that stuff. So it kind of really scares me as to trying to find a job because that is a very big part of this. And I just don't know where I need to go to get that knowledge, or is it something you just learn as you go along? If you can get your foot in the door somewhere, maybe you can kind of like learn that. Um, I'll let you start first. <laughs> I'm just gonna All say right. from my personal experience, I hadn't done it either. And I learned it from our style guide in the three days before I did my trial and I passed. So <laughs> I think Lisa's gonna echo that a little bit. Yeah, our our style guide and, and I tell you, um, having worked a lot of different media brands um, is very extensive, really will walk you through a lot. So if you're ever like, well, is this how I format this? That's you know why we've made it so easy to search. Now, myself personally, um, I I would get on the AP Style Guide website and I would look up stuff because, again, I told you I'm a research nerd. <laughs> so I, I like to Me look too. up those kind of things. Yep. Now, one thing that um, I believe LinkedIn's paid for subscription has a lot of courses that you can take as well. Okay. I've done a few of them myself. They're great. I mean, you know, there's some that are okay, but there's some that are just amazing. Will help you kind of familiarize with some of the ins and outs of, you know, some of this. If if you really want that extra, um, you know, educational um, push there. But honestly, a lot of it is, and I think most media companies do this. They provide you with that style guide to help you kind of get up to speed. And, mm -hmm. you know, even once a person gets hired, I mean, you, you have an oversight editor that'll help work with you. You know, so if you're not quite, you know, you're having problems grasping some aspects of, you know, AP style. I mean, they're they're there to help you because that's our goal is to have you successful. Um, right. And um, yeah, before I got cut off, there is an online subscription to the AP style guide, which that's what I do, because otherwise I'd have a ton of copies every year um and it's it's really relatively inexpensive and you know for freelancers it is a tax write-off um so um just a little handy tip but yeah it's you know if you're ever unsure of stuff you can easily look it up and i know like purdue the purdue writing lab online yes. i mean we use it a lot you know and you know uh, in the degree program i used their site a lot to learn stuff too and it's free mm -hmm. Um, I'm all I just don't understand why it wasn't included. I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for the class to come up all about SEO and how to write blogs and do all this stuff. And it just never came up. You know, um, not that I, you know, I know some communications courses, I believe at SNHU actually have some of that. So you might talk okay, to your so advisor about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, ha I happen to be a, a nerd because I used to design, develop web web pages before yeah. um, I decided to get into editing and writing. So that's how I, mean, I, I tried doing yeah. my own WordPress blog all by myself through like just YouTube and stuff. And I got to a certain point and had to stop because I couldn't do it. It was just too involved. So oh, yeah, have yeah. to get. OK, awesome. Thank you. You bet. 
Perfect. So we are at six o'clock now, and I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Um, I know some questions came through um, as we were chatting, but um, Lisa and Megan, if you wouldn't mind, you know, if we can share your LinkedIn with the, the students sure. again, and they can connect with you, or if you want to yeah. share your, your direct contact information, or we can share that too, um, just so they can get in touch with you, ask any of those follow-up questions, because clearly there's a lot of interest in, in this this company and we thank you so much. So enormous round of applause for sharing your knowledge, your tips, your tricks, and we really appreciate your time. So, so thank you. Thank you all. It was my pleasure. Love to share with my fellow penmen. Love it. Perfect. So yes, everyone, as a reminder, I will be sharing the recording to all registered attendees. By early next week, if not sooner, I'll try to get it out tomorrow before the weekend so you can uh, rewatch and, you know, binge some static media knowledge over the weekend. And as far as the, the next steps after that, you know, check out Handshake for static media, follow them for the updated jobs. Megan and the team do a great job of making sure everything is, is relevant and up to date. They have so many different brands <laughs> that you can check out. And um, a lot of it is, you know, diving in and reading and learning about kind of everything that they do. Um, that they do right. So, so again, thank you. Have a great night, everyone. And we'll hopefully see some great connections soon. Yeah. Thank right. you. Have a good Bye. evening, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.